It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by realbluespruce.com. Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam A. Adams, and today I'm with Jason Lucchese. Jason, how are you today? Hey, man, I'm great. Thanks for having me on your amazing show, man. So, hey, real quick to the listener, uh, recently, Jason had me on his show, and apparently we're getting a lot of good feedback from that. If you want to hear the tough questions that he asked Mr. Adam Adams, <laughs> go and find his show. Jason, how can they find that? They could either go to our Facebook page, uh, noflippingexcuses.com, or we are on iTunes. Uh, just type in the search box, No Flipping Excuses, and you will be one of the most recent uh, episodes, my friend. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks again for having me. Today, we're going to learn a crazy amount from Jason. He's pivoting in his business currently as we speak, and he's been extremely successful already in the past. And we're, so we're going to learn how and why he's doing this pivot. What is he going into? So my first question for you today is, what are you focused on today? You know, that's a great question. And uh, first of all, thanks again for having me on your show. You know, one of the things I'll tell people is we're mainly focused right now on residential wholesaling. Um, that's, that's our bread and butter. That's what brings in the income uh, for us right now. We love it. It's, uh, it's fun to do and we have a, a great team atmosphere as well. Okay. And so, but you are pivoting. So what is, what are you looking at? So one of the things that I really want to focus on moving forward uh, from a business standpoint is having more consistent cash flow coming in from assets that we own rather than, you know, riding a potential wave uh, with, Hey, maybe we'll do 20 wholesales this month. Next month we'll do nine. It just, I like the consistency and I like to be able to have that cash flow coming in every single month uh, from multifamily. And that, that's one of the things that we're really gearing for and shifting and moving into multifamily properties. So Jason does 9, 10, 11, or even up to 20 wholesales. This is something that he does monthly. So he's averaging well over 120 wholesales a year. He's also doing a couple fix and flips. So he's always got one or two fix and flips, you know, in the pipeline. So he'll do maybe two or three every quarter, uh, just extra gravy, icing on the cake, if you will. He currently owns 43 single family rentals and he's pivoting himself into commercial multifamily apartments as well as self storage. So he does run the No Flippin' Excuses podcast, which you ought to go to right now. Well, actually after you listen to this one, <laughs> after you listen to this, then go and check him out. It's a really good podcast. I, I highly, highly recommend it. So uh, Jason, where did you come from? Like what, tell me a little bit more about your history and how you got into multifam or how you got into real estate. It's like the question that, you know, the, the Fratellis asked uh, Chunk in, in Goonies. Like, remember when they asked him, like, tell us everything. And he starting from like first grade all the way on up. So it's like, when you ask that question, I'm like, well, where do you want me to start? Like all the way at the beginning. But um, no, I, I started off in uh, the mortgage business, actually. When I was 19 years old, um, I, didn't, I didn't have any plans to go to college, so I started off in the mortgage industry. Uh, rode that wave until about 2008, and then I became a full-time real estate investor, and that was what most people would, would probably say you're crazy uh, for getting involved with, in real estate at such a you know, crazy time in our economy with the recession. But I, I got involved. Uh, I 
started getting involved with short sales. Short sales were, were quite the thing uh, during that time. So from 08 until about 2011-ish is when I um, was focusing on short sales and we were you know, doing quite a few of them and you know, just uh, it, was, it was rocking and rolling, man. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so how many short sales did you do? Oh, geez, it was definitely north of about 350 short sales. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. I love that. So why are you focused now on finding a way to get cash flow? You know, I just I'm a big believer in Michael Gerber's, you know, book, uh, The E-Myth. And also Gino Wickman has a great book uh, called Traction. I'm a big believer in when you're constantly working in your business, you really never have a chance to work on your business. Although I am a big believer as you know, the, the CEO of my company, I do work quite a bit on the on of the business, uh, but I would like to con- have that consistency from a cash flow standpoint coming in every single month. Now we do have some great things with some of our single families right now, but I really like the aspect of having you know, instead of having 43 properties spread out all over the place, I'd rather have just one 43 unit building. Um, it just makes things much more convenient. And, you know, you, you just have a, an, a better opportunity to create more cash flow out of it. I really like the value add opportunities that you could put into uh, some apartment buildings that you otherwise can't with single family. You can't just create uh, value out of a single family the way that you can as a multifamily. It's, you could create, in my opinion, much more millions of dollars from multifamily than you can from single family. And I'm not knocking single family. You could obviously make millions from single family too, but I really like the aspects of uh, multifamily and what it has to bring. Awesome. But you are working on more than just multifamily. You're looking at multifamily, commercial multifamily, as well as self-storage. So why, why pick two different asset classes at the same time? Well, one of the things that I, I like about self-storage facilities is you don't have to worry about you know, the tenants and the toilets and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's very, you know, you, you set up these, these facilities. They're, they're very well, man- they're, they're very like, I would say almost manage lists. Uh, you, you do need somebody obviously there to manage, but it, it could be very uh, systematic and it could be a very hands-off approach. You don't have to you know, worry about somebody coming in and completely demolishing one of your units and then you have to spend some of your profits to, to fix that, that unit up. And that's one of the things that I really like about you know, the self-storage facilities if you buy them right, if you buy them at the right cap rate and you make sure that you're buying, you know, and looking at the rent rolls properly to see, you know, that everything is either in a position to where you could value add by maybe taking certain expenses off that are unnecessary and doing, you know, certain things to the property to add obviously value into it. Um, And, you know, the great thing with self-storage as well, they're very, very cheap to put up, you know, 10 units. They're very cheap. That's like 25 grand to put up 10 units. So if you buy a property that's existing and maybe it has some land on it already, it'd be pretty cheap to add some additional units, especially if the occupancy rate warrants, hey, you're, you're you know, at 98% occupancy. Okay, well, cool. I'm going to go ahead and build an extra 10 units, maybe 20 units, and it's only $50,000. And that could add a lot of value 
down the road. Awesome. So in order to focus some of your time and attention to get the cash flow, to look at multifamily, to look at these self-storage value adds, you're going to have to find a way to get out of your business. You're going to have to find a way to not work in the business. So what are the steps that you're taking to be able to systemize, automate your company to be able to run without you? So that's a great question. And a lot of people probably are, are wondering how to even do that to get out of their, their current job right now. And the best way that I would say that is to have a team. Uh, we have a team in place. I have two acquisitions managers, uh, two liquidations managers, and a closing coordinator. Uh, so that helps out to where our wholesaling business is running. Um, even though you know I'm not doing negotiations as much as I used to or having to talk to cash buyers because we've already built that side up, I'm not having to go to closings. Uh, I believe that's you know just a complete waste of time to go to a closing. Uh, everything can be done through wire. And that allows me to, to shift on building more, not just for myself, but for the team. Because I'm a very team-centric individual, um, and, and I love doing things as a team. Because I'd rather receive 1% from 100 people than 100% from myself. Because uh, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I'm, I'm lazy when it's just myself. Um, I'm, I'm hard on myself like that, um, but it's true. I like working as a team because we could all hold each, other, uh, hold each other accountable. So you've been in the business for a long time and you've, you've learned a lot. You know, I'm sure you've made mistakes. What is um, a mistake that you made and what did you learn from it that's helping your business now today? I would say getting out of your own way is the biggest one. When I was first getting started, I was doing everything myself, especially when it came to short sales. When I was first getting started, I was the one going and visiting with the homeowners, getting them to sign paperwork. I was submitting the, the documents to the bank. I was following up with the bank to make sure they received the documents. And back then, this is, you know, 10 plus years ago, you, you'd have to call them like two, three, four times just to make sure they received the stuff. And then on top of that, I'd be doing the one uh, following up from a negotiation standpoint. And it, it just, it, it inhibited me from doing more deals. Um, I was only as good as the, the few deals that I had in my pipeline. I didn't realize the key importance of having a team until, you know, I got a negotiations manager. I got a BPO agent and I had some people on my team and I'm like, holy crap, I'm really starting to build this thing now. Next thing you know, we have 80 deals in the pipeline and it's because I got out of my own way and I just started putting systems in place. We are getting a ton of comments. We're getting a lot of comments, a lot of people just really digging what you're saying. So awesome. uh, also Sal, Sal Buscemi says, <laughs> a fellow Wharton grad. <laughs> that, that's a little inside thing that, that Sal and I have. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> All right, so let me let me ask you this. I know you have an event coming up and you know, we have to polarize the audience here because I'm going to be at a different event at the same time. I want to come to yours, but I already committed to this one. But I I hope that we can at least bring out both events to people listening because I think they're both really really good. So I'll I'll share the one that I'm doing and I want you to share more about the one that you have the same the same week in case they want to join you. Sure. Um, I think it'd be really valuable. So 
what I was going to share is, is I'm going to be on stage with um, some of the rich dad advisors, um, Michael Blanc. I mean, if you, if anybody's watching, they want to go to this website, you just go to dealmakerliveevent.com forward slash Adam, dealmakerliveevent.com forward slash Adam. And it's going to be an insane event, but all about multifamily, okay? Raising tons of equity, finding big, giant multifamily deals. So if, if that floats your boat and you go to uh, dealmakerliveevent.com, and then if you use the forward slash Adam, you actually get an extra discount code off of the already discounted early bird special. So I'll throw that in the Facebook comments. I'll throw that also in the feed of the iTunes podcast. But Jason, you're hosting an awesome event the same week and I wish I could go. Could you tell the listeners a little bit more about it in case they want to join you? Yeah, and I'll be honest, uh, Michael Blanc, he's a, he's a good friend. I've known him for a few years now. He's definitely you know, somebody in the space I highly respect. And if he's got something going on as well and you're into multifamily, I highly encourage you to, to check it out. Uh, with what we've got going on, we've got the, the Bank Asset Liquidators uh, Conference that's coming up, and we're going to be talking all about distressed uh, assets and, you know, how to find bulk packages, uh, bulk REO deals. Uh, we're going to be talking about non-performing notes. We're going to be talking about performing notes. It, it's going to be something that's right now, in my opinion, Adam, is something that not a lot of people are touching on, especially with the market already starting to correct itself. And some of the, the bad debt that's going to be coming through, uh, if, you know, right now is the time. If you were an individual that was like in 2009, man, I, I missed the boat with being able to do some, some stuff with distressed assets. Uh, and maybe you were back, if, if you could go back in time and you could go to 2007, that's essentially what we've got going on right now. Yes, the market is correcting. Is it going to be like it was last time? I don't have a crystal ball. I'm not going to say, yeah, it's going to be a catastrophe. I have no idea. Um, it's just, I would keep monitoring the, the markets that you're in or the market and uh, just continue, you know, you got to buy smart. And that's one of the things we're going to be going over. We're going to have some amazing uh, information that we're going to be sharing. And if you want to find more out about it, you can just head on over to our no flipping excuses, Facebook page. And uh, we've got, uh, just send a chat to us and let them let folks know that uh, because it's either going to be me or somebody on the team that's going to respond back to you and just say, Hey, I listened to you on Adam's uh, show and I wanted to find out more about uh, your upcoming uh, conference. It's going to be July 26th through the 28th in Indianapolis, Indiana. That's uh, my hometown. And uh, we'll get you taken care of, especially, you know, if you're one of Adam's listeners, we'll be more than happy to uh, take care of you in a big way. So the best way for them to go is to find the no flipping excuses um, on Facebook, or is there a direct website that I should put into the comments? So the, the team and I literally just picked up the, the dates for this uh, probably just like a couple of days ago. I just inked the, the contract with the hotel. So we don't have a website up for people to go and reserve a spot. So they could either go to the Facebook page or go to noflippingexcuses.com. And we have a, a messenger, uh, a messenger bot on there to where you could actually talk to a live person and we could uh, get you taken care of that way too. So early birds, not even up, but this would be early, early, early bird. 
Um, and we would just make sure that you mention that you listen to uh, Adam's show and we'll, we'll get you taken care of with, you know, um, very early, early bird uh, pricing. Cool. So July 26th through 28th in yep. Indy, it's all about off-market deals, working with banks, and um, that'll be very valuable. If, if you're looking at anything, you know, specifically single family, but also uh, banks don't just work with single family. They've, they've got large multifamily. Right. So if you're in the Indy area, that'll be a good place to go. So we're going to take a quick break for our, uh, for our sponsor, and we'll be right back with the final five. Have you ever looked in the mirror and thought you'd be further along financially by now? If so, you're not alone. Many people find themselves wanting to ditch their nine to five, wishing they had more time with their family. What most people want is to simply live the life that they choose and with plenty of money to do so. The good news is you can live an abundant life through apartment investing. Mark and Tamil Kenny with Think Multifamily help you take back the time and freedom so that you can live free from the stresses that burden so many. Through multifamily investing, they teach you how to set your family up for a lifetime of true success and fulfillment. They have helped hundreds of people just like you. Patrick, for example, who since working with Think Multifamily has purchased over 900 units with another 850 under contract. And at 27 years old, was able to quit his demanding job in corporate America. Regardless of your age or profession, Think Multifamily can help you create the life of your dreams. As hosts of the new Think Multifamily podcast, Mark and Tamil will walk you through the journey step-by-step to make sure you are completely set up for success. Through this interview-style podcast, you will gain a proven strategic apartment investing system and hear stories from successful investors, all to help you be light years ahead of those who try to do it alone. Subscribe to the Think Multifamily podcast today at thinkmultifamily.com forward slash podcast. And we're back with Jason Lucchese with the final five questions. And here we go. Jason, what's the most creative deal you've ever done? Wow. So that's a, that's a great question. Um, you know, first deal I would probably say comes to mind as a, a deal that really kind of, I, I didn't have any of my own capital. So I needed to, to put something together really, really fast. I didn't even have the earnest money deposit. Um, that, that's how big my bank account was. Um, so what I did was I was able to get an individual that was our end buyer. I used their earnest money deposit to cover my side and I was able to get that taken care of. And then, uh, just by doing some searches online, I was able to find some, someone that could do, uh, what's called transactional funding. And they lent me money for the day. And thankfully, they didn't pull my credit because at that time in 2008, my credit was probably sub 500 uh, due to some issues that, that happened. Um, that was a really rough time for a lot of folks, including myself. Uh, but I was able to pull that together. They charged me, I believe, 2.125% for the money what? for a day. 2.125. Yes. So there's, there's people that these days that are doing one and a half and right. I feel like they're getting away with highway <laughs> robbery, <laughs> but I, I, most, a lot of people are doing like one point. Yeah. 
the nowadays nowadays it is they were back then as a transactional funder you were making millions mm -hmm. um so we were able to do that it was my first deal my first short sale that we got completed and we as i was on vacation we made twenty six thousand dollars and it couldn't have come at a better time so i i had no problem paying the the fee and then my agent was blown away because at that time we did an a to b b to c transaction and she made uh, like $23,000 and she was ecstatic. She was like, how can we do more of these? And she was one of my biggest uh, agents after that. All her and I did were short sales together and she, she made some really good money uh, during that time just uh, like I did. And we were able to give people, after we did the short sale, we gave them, you know, they, they had a second chance at getting back um, and getting back on their feet. So that was, that was some, that was a creative deal that I had no experience what, what I was doing. I was just trying to ask around. I was asking the title company. I was asking people left and right, hey, how can I get this sucker closed? Uh, so, yeah, I, I did that with no experience, none of my own capital into the deal. Uh, yeah, the, the rate was a little bit high, but I was super happy um, <laughs> because I was able to actually uh, put some money in my, my bank account. Jason, uh, what I think is interesting is that at no point have I ever told my guest on the show that I want you to say the words, how can I? I've never once ever said, please say, how can I? <laughs> but what I notice whenever we get into the most creative deal, it's always something like I had all of the cards were against me. I had nothing. I had no, there's no answer. I, I didn't even have the money. I didn't have the experience. I <laughs> otherwise could never have done this but instead of just saying well i'm screwed you ask yourself well how can i and then and you ask one person they said no you ask the next person they said no you ask the next person they said no and you just keep asking and asking and all of a sudden you you find the yes that you were looking for and and you go down that path and you and you make a bunch of money doing something and that's really what i want to give the listener right now this is a gift to the listener who has not yet done a deal, who has not yet done a big deal, who has not yet done something, you have to get uncomfortable. You have to find a way to say, yeah, sure, all the cards are against me, but how can I still do it? Right. Because I promise you, Mr. or Mrs. Listener, you can. You just have to find the way. And just like Jason, just like a lot of other, all of our other guests, and just like myself, you're, when you're put in a position where nothing makes sense, you just have to ask a question. How can I? What's a book you recommend, Jason? You know, I'm reading this uh, book right now. I'll get it up. Uh, it's, it's a phenomenal book by Sam Walton. I'm not sure if you've read it. Uh, Made in America. You can see it on my screen here. This is, this is a really uh, great book. Um, I'm, I'm reading it right now. Um, read book by David Goggins, Can't Hurt Me. Uh, so I gave you two books, but either way, those are, those are really good books, man. Tell me, where were you five years ago? Just take me back exactly five years ago. Talk to me a little bit about what that looked like for you. Um, so just got out of a bad business relationship where um, I was taking the cleaners for about $165,000. And um, I still had my real estate business going, but the educational side uh, took somewhat of a, of a hit, but I still was honoring everybody and uh, making sure that they were being properly fulfilled because the other person just completely dipped out and I never heard from them 
uh, I've, I've never wanted to, to hear from them again. So it's just uh, sometimes you, you, you get those hits, uh, but, you know, I just kept on trucking. You, you have to, you know, I looked at it as, hey, you know, I did lose 165. I'm, uh, you know, I'm glad it wasn't more <laughs> is all I could think is I'm glad it was not more. Uh, but, you know, from a standpoint, you know, family's healthy. I'm healthy five years ago. And, you know, you, you can't really ask for that much more, right? Like you, you, you're, you're healthy. You could go outside. You could breathe the fresh air. You can see. You can walk. Um, you know, there's only things to be thankful for, I believe, at that point. And I, I'm not going to get all religious and stuff on, on, your, on your show, but you just have to be thankful, you know? Love it. Love it. I have recently started practicing gratitude every morning. Oh, it's awesome, isn't it? And it's, it's, it's really helping with a lot of things. My mental attitude, yeah. uh, my, with my kids, everything. Like <laughs> just, you spend that extra few minutes to just think about what you're grateful for and it can be life-changing. Where do oh, you yeah. plan to be in five years? What does that look like for you? You know, I, I'm just the, the type of person where I wake up every morning and I want to make improvements on, on what happened from the day before. So if, if there was something that, that, you know, I made a mistake on, I want to make improvements on that, uh, be a better entrepreneur, be a better business person, be a better father, be a better uh, husband, and uh, just, just constantly make improvements where I want to, to be in, in five years from a business standpoint. You know, I'd love to have you know, 500 units, which I don't think is out of the norm. Um, I think I could probably get that done sooner than five years, but I would like to say I have those 500 units and they're practically all mine from a free and clear standpoint. Um, you know, will I have more than that? Probably, but I'd like to have those almost practically from a free and clear standpoint. That's, that'd be great. Uh, it's a lot of cash flow with 500 units, yeah. especially if you don't have partners. I have, uh, some, some of my deals I'll have like 30 different partners in, you know, on the general and limited side. And so yeah. I, I might have like 300 doors with those people, but I might only be making like 10 bucks a door every month. But if you're owning it by yourself, you could potentially be having like $500 a door. So that, that sounds, that sounds awesome. There's nothing wrong with syndications. I absolutely love your show. And I, I love what you're doing, man. And, you know, a lot of the deals that we're probably going to be doing in five years are probably going to be heavily loaded with syndication stuff with lots of investors and in, involved on those deals as well, man. Awesome. All right. So how do you give back? You know, one of the things that we do, uh, we were actually recently featured not too long ago on the, on the news for helping out individuals that have, uh, had life-changing accidents to where they're either a paraplegic or a quadriplegic we'll go in and uh, completely help out we found an, a young man that uh, had no heat and no hot water in his house and um, a ramp uh, that was extremely dangerous he's in a power chair quadriplegic from the the lower chest pallet down and uh, we went in built him a brand new um, ADA compliant ramp and we helped uh, create transitions in the house that would allow his power chair to go through. Uh, we got him a brand new hot water tank, brand new furnace, and uh, him and his family now have heat because when we went and saw them, it was literally 43 degrees in their house. Uh, we were lucky that there wasn't any cracked pipes. Uh, so that's some of the things we do. Uh, we also help out with a lot of the charities around Indy uh, to help out with veterans. And uh, we, Trying to help out, especially too, uh, from a holiday standpoint, um, 
for homeless. Uh, we, we do the turkey stuff for Thanksgiving, for Christmas, all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, man, that, I really, really like the stuff to where we could go in and help remodel somebody's home and we do it absolutely for free for them. Uh, those folks didn't have to pay us a dime. And, you know, the huge smiles that they had on their faces knowing that they had hot water um, and they didn't have to, you know, live off of the electric, uh, I forget what they're, they're called, the, the little electric uh, heaters. Uh, it's just very unsafe, especially for somebody that can't move. If that thing falls over, sets a fire, he's, he's done. Uh, so we, we needed to go in there and make some changes for him. So I didn't want to see somebody uh, dealing with that. But we want to continue to do stuff like that. That's great. All right. So I, I actually have three last questions. Okay. Remind the listeners how to find your podcast. Okay. Um, so you can go to iTunes, uh, noflippingexcuses.com, or you can check out the uh, previous episodes on our Facebook page, which is No Flipping Excuses. If they want to go to that event that you have on the 26th, 7th, and 8th of July, how do they find that? Uh, you can go to noflippingexcuses.com. Uh, there's a messenger in the, the lower right-hand corner. Uh, send us a message. Let us know that uh, you listen to the show with Adam and I, and we'll give you a early, early, early bird uh, pricing on that. And uh, you can also message us on the No Flipping Excuses Facebook page. And if the listener wants to find you and get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to do that? We could connect on Facebook. Um, I've got a business page and a personal page. Uh, I'm, I would love to connect with uh, your listeners. So you could send a friend request to me on Facebook. Love to connect with you. And uh, if you want to check out jasonlucchese.com, I've got a personal website and last name's L-U-C-C-H-E-S-I. So it's jasonlucchese.com or just head on over to noflippingexcuses.com and we've got lots of great stuff on there for you too. Jason, thanks for coming on the show, talking about uh, how you're doing so many different wholesales, why you're thinking about cash flow these days, how you're getting out of your business to be able to focus on cash flow, why you're looking at the two asset classes that you're looking at, and also how, talking about the creative deals that you've been able to do and helping to solve problems, asking yourself the right question, how can I? It, everything's against me, but let's figure a way. I appreciate your time coming on the show. You've had a lot of value to the listeners. But until next time, my friend, think outside the box. Thanks for listening to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. If you got value out of today's episode, we'd really appreciate it if you take the time to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. Until next time, think outside the box.